This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. All right, so what's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. It's 2023, and we're about to... We're about to elevate, as we always do, year after year. We've got our boy Karam in the house, my man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's imperative to let everyone know that, number one, it's Omid's birthday today, and it's a Turja birthday special. Yes, sir. So, happy birthday, brother. Thank you, bro. And um, on Omid's uh, you know, birthday, we decided to roll out season four and bring on Karam. You're going to be seeing his face um, a whole lot more this season. Uh, for those of you that don't know, fun fact, our WhatsApp group is called Baijuns. So we're still developing an idea of what we should call this series. But basically, we are going to be introducing Karam in every single episode where us three get together. We shake it up with different topics, business related, personally related. And we figured what better way to introduce Karam to this season uh, by talking about friendship for episode one. I think this is something personally that um, I really fuck with because... It took me many years in my life to get a really understanding of what friendship means. Uh, you know, these two are my friends. They're considered my brothers. And we wanted to talk a little bit about um, what, what friendship means to us. You know, why we all stay friends and uh, what we look for in a friend. Especially as you get older and you are trying to get a better idea of who you want to have in your inner circle. Who you trust um, with, you know, just everything going on in your life. From the good, the bad, everything in between and uh, really developing what that support network looks like for you in your personal life. You know, on Second Floor Podcast, all we really do for the most part is we talk about your professional development and how to elevate on that side of things. But season four, we're about to get personal, baby. So uh, we're excited to kind of showcase a little bit of our own personal personalities, very unfiltered. Um, we've got a lot of special people in our life that let us know that uh, it's about time we showcase that. So we hope to entertain you, but also provide you value as we always do. So. Without further ado, let's shake it up. The podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. My name is Kyle, and I'm the host of Putting It Together. From a very early age, I've been obsessed with musical theater. And in particular, I've adored the music of composer Stephen Sondheim. So I decided to create a podcast where I invite on a new guest each week and go through each one of his productions, show by show and song by song. You'll learn about theater history, you'll laugh, maybe cry, but always you'll be swept up in the music. It's called Putting It Together and it's available anywhere you get podcasts. If you are tuning in, for the first time, and you're like, who's this Karam guy? You know, I just want to give him the opportunity to just share. Am I? I don't even really know who I am. At this point, um, I feel like that's a question everybody asks all the time, but I think with you guys, it, it makes it easier. And I think who I am is going to be who you're going to see on this podcast. So if you're trying to find out, you got to tune in for more. I'm not going to tell them anything. Wow. The only way I can be myself is with these two the most, and that's why we're doing it. That's a twist. That's a twist. That's, That's a, a full twist. twist. <laughs> I like I that. It. We're going to get right into um, our first question of the day, okay? And I want to know from your guys' perspective, because you guys have done a really good job of doing this for me, and I hope you could say the same vice versa. But, like, is it possible to call a friend out on their shit? And by that, I mean, let's just say your friend's going down a path in life that you think actually doesn't match their values, for one, or... It just, they're going down a path that if you don't say anything, it's actually going to hinder their growth. It's going to put them in a situation that um, they're going to dig such a deep hole that it's going to be even tougher to get out of at a certain time. And you looking from the outside in or seeing it from your life experiences, but maybe like they're so in deep that they don't realize it. This could be financially related. This can be, um, you know, maybe you're looking from the outside in like relationship related if, you know, you're noticing certain things that they don't. Um, and, and anything that you, you would want to add to that, um, do you guys think it's possible, you know, to call someone out? And if so, how do you go about it? Hey man, birthday boy wants the mic. Let's I, want, I want the mic for this one. Um, well, I, I, uh, first off I want to say that, especially with relationships, friendships, we all bring our own, uh, biases, right? We bring our biases, beliefs, what we do on a day to day. And that's who we are. So when we see our friends doing something potentially different, 
we, and again, it depends, right? If they're completely off the stray path and they're doing stuff that harms them, I think obviously you would want to call that out. But I think from a standpoint of, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week sort of lifestyle, it really depends, right? I mean, if you think of each one of us here has a different lifestyle, right? We we run our own businesses in a different way. We we have our own relationships outside of this and, and we do things that are different, whether that's dietary, whether that's physically, whether that's business related, we all have kind of a different sort of lens to it. So if I see you, Kenny, doing something outside of that lens, I don't believe in that, right? So is it fair for me to call you out and say, hey, I think you should be doing this instead because it aligns with me? Or is it, or should I accept that this is your path, right? I know you and I had a discussion a while back uh, about certain finances, you know, certain decisions that we've made in the past together, right? And, and, and I called you out on it. And I said, look, I think that personally, I wouldn't do this, right? So I'm not imposing my belief on you. You can do whatever you want. But I would say if I was in your shoes, I would have done this, right? I'm actually glad Omid said that because, you know, sometimes, <laughs> no, it's good. It's a wake-up call. I'm still working on it. But, like, I remember getting a laptop, and I was so excited. I haven't had a laptop in, like, years. You know, like, you're so excited, right? You go to the Apple store. It's like it's like as an adult going to the candy store, right? So I get myself, a, you know, a MacBook Pro. I finance that fucking thing, right? <laughs> Open lectures me like my father, man. Like, he's like, bro, why you get the MacBook, bro? He's like, you know how badly that hurt me? He's like, it hurt me. He's like, never finance something that you don't already have in your bank account. And I was like, yo, I actually understood what he said, but I hope you know, bro, I treat that MacBook so much more differently after you said that. I'm like whining and dining my MacBook. I'm like trying to squeeze the, the like fruits and labor of that thing so much. I think to to add to what Omar was saying, um, if you're like, it depends on the friend too. Because if you guys are fucking scrubs, I'd be like, when you'd ask, when you tell me something, I'd be like, do I do I trust it fully? No, but the fact that we hold our own in our own environments, that's why we expect each other to say something to the other person. So although we might have uh, different biases um, and our own perspective on things, I think like for example. Sometimes you need to have that trust. And I think that trust comes from respect and trust of letting somebody call you out on something. For example, I remember being in the car with Omid and I was like, bro, for two years, for two fucking years, you didn't once look at me and say, bro, you being a little bitch, right? And I was mad at him. I was, I was genuinely mad at him. I'm like, bro, I, I'm here trying to give you the best <laughs> advice I can give you. And for two years, you didn't once say maybe maybe or challenge me you know and i think that comes from i wouldn't expect that if somebody else was to say that to me i'd be like oh bet like well i, I like the way you look at it from perspective though you're kind of like okay who's telling me this information mm-hmm. what have they done well what have they done but also i think the years of experience that we've had as a bro- as as Bijans, as we call in our group chat i don't think i have that with anybody else or not many people right so it's hard to um, I've been fi- I've been looking for friends like you guys for years. In fact, I was very isolated prior to you guys because I was like, I don't think I can relate with most people. So the fact that I finally found a group of people that I can relate with that I see as my equals is hard for me to uh, not trust you guys. And I actually, there's a certain point where you are going to have to see it from a different lens. And Omid's helped me, and you guys have both helped me in the, in this regard, where you're so fixated in your biases that you can't see it any other way. And sometimes what you need is that other lens. Absolutely. And I think also just adding to that, and I know we talked about this, uh, uh, I think last time we, we hung out, but um, talking about like finding friends like us, right? I feel like at, when I was in university, I was looked as, as an outlier because all my quote unquote friends or people in university, they're all going into medical school. Right. So they're all thinking about what their next four or five years looks like after this. Whereas for me, I was talking about doing podcasting, talking about doing videos, talking everything outside of sciences. And I was talking about all these big things and I'm like YouTube and this and that. And like they looked at me like I had 
six eyes, right? They looked at me like, oh, this guy is, you know, and that's why I could never, I could never bring up these sort of dreams and goals and things that were exciting to me. And so I couldn't get into a, a different layer of friendship. And so when, even when I left outside of uni, it was like I, I was a lone wolf. Like it was just kind of like I have a few people out kind of in my circle, but never had I ha- had this sort of kind of bond with, with, with guys that we have in our circle now. And I think it's because our mindsets are very, very similar. Our, our humor is similar. Our, the way we kind of go about life is, is very similar. So when, when you find that, and I always tell even, even like my younger cousin, Sam, he always asks, he's like, oh man, like, how did you find Kenny? And how did you find Karam and all these guys? And it's like, it's not that I went out to find these people. I know I did. <laughs> I, I, I dropped in Grom's DMs, bro. You gotta get into that later. But here's the thing, even with you, it wasn't like you were, like, it, it was more so from a networking perspective, right? For, for, for us, especially initially from the podcast side of things, it was all networking. It was like, okay, we need to get out of our circle too. And once we did that, look what happened, mm-hmm. right? If you didn't message Karam, this, this trio would never have happened. Right, he would have never reached out or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, he may may have down the road, but that's the no, no, no. I know for a fact I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have reached out. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, had we not pushed to get out of our own current circle, we, this 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 current circle would have never formed. So when 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 I give a lot of people are like, man, you guys have a sick crew of, of 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 guys, and like you guys look like you guys like are like brothers, and which we are. And it's like they ask how that was formed. It was like it wasn't formed by just sitting around and doing nothing. It was a constant push outside and networking and getting out and talking to other business owners and individuals. And all of a sudden, organically, you start to find people that just kind of stay in your circle. That's very true. I, I, like, I like that. And this had me now want to bring some value to our audience about you know, this topic itself, where if you're dealing with this right now, where you have a friend where it's, it's almost like making you feel uncomfortable to a degree where you know they're going down a path that is one that you're seeing for yourself is um, not going to do them justice. So let's look into how you can actually elevate your friendship through calling your friend out of their own shit. Number one, first and foremost, actually before you look into how things look from your side, inquire about what it is that they're doing and why right? Um, it could be anything that's going on that you feel like you need to just learn more about by simply asking them, hey, like, my man, you're, you're going through this right now in life um, or you're, you're making these decisions lately. Tell me why, what's going on, right? Maybe you're noticing that they're starting to drink more often than usual. Maybe you're noticing that they just purchased a MacBook, $4,000 that they don't have. Hey, man, like, what are you going to do that with, right? Really, really figure that out. You know, before you actually, let's just say, judge and give your opinion, look into seeing why they're making these decisions. Uh, then from there, number two is provide your feedback. You know, do it in a safe, private manner. You know, I know this is something that, um, you know, us three have gotten into situations like this where we've called each other out on our shit, but we've done it in, in public. You know, we've done it in front of everybody. And that just obviously makes the other person feel some type of way, right? It's like, I'll never forget. This is something, the whole side banter where with my own father, like there's things as an adult I notice that I don't appreciate he does. And I will actually voice it out. But he's like, hey, like, man to man, I respect if you tell me personally, you know, and vice versa. Like, I, I really, like, respect the fact that it's like, okay, we just have to go back to recognizing that we don't want to embarrass somebody, yeah. right? Because when other people hear that, now, now we're possibly getting opinions that are unwarranted, right? Or we're getting people to listen to something that, you know, this is behind closed doors. So definitely keep it private and, and talk about it in a safe manner where you could tell your friend, this is what I noticed. What do you think? Ask them. Because at the end of the day, we have to accept that if your friend doesn't take your advice, are, are you going to be rattled? It's their life. You shouldn't be. Right? But at the least, you could sleep at night knowing that, hey, no matter where this goes for them, I'm just glad that I can share with them you know, how things look for me. Because I've either been in that situation or I know people that have and it's burned them. Right? And then number three, give them a hug. You know, give them a hug. Tell, tell them you love them. Right? And just say, hey, whatever you do, I respect but I just had to let you know that this is going on, right? Break that awkward tension after having to call your friend out. Give them a hug, slap in the face, one or the other, you know, whatever, whatever it takes for them to get the message across. But I think to, to add, um, 
add a little bit to to this. I don't think we're calling each other out all the time. It's not like week after week. I think there's um, there's allowance of letting our friends grow. Like we might see them making a mistake, but maybe they're trying to change something. Maybe they they're doing it in a way that I might not understand. So I think we're not always calling. It's not like every week, yo, bro, last week you did this shit. And this week you're on this shit. Nah, this isn't going to work. So I think uh, every human has a right to to be able to grow and figure stuff out. And that's there's no better teacher. Uh, Man, I love that because it's funny you say that. Um, and, And it also, like you said, the person that's giving the feedback and how you give that feedback also matters. But at the same time, the person that's getting the feedback also has to be open to getting that feedback, right? If your door is closed and you get this like because it's 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 poking at you personally right it's almost it almost feels like a personal attack right so especially because you are in this belief system so this outside feedback saying no you're wrong here you need to turn right isn't it it, it's it's uncomfortable it doesn't feel right and it's funny because a few weeks ago after our radio show we we went to cactus Right. And, and KB and Karam joined us and, and Claire and we had, you know, we had a good we had a good evening. But the last hour, me and KB were talking and he sp- and I, I didn't I didn't expect this, but he like we were we were talking. We had this conversation and he spent a good like 40 minutes saying, hey, man, like if you need help in your fitness journey, I'm here for you. He's like, I don't care about the money. Come, come do the kickboxing classes with me. Come do the boxing classes with me. He's like, you're on a, an amazing path, on your business path, X, Y, Z. I understand where you're coming from. I understand your mindset, your goals. He's like, but you need to start putting your health as a priority. And I, and I was like, you know, K- KB's not one to give me advice all the time. I never get advice from him. He's kind of quiet. You know, he kind of does his own thing. But the 40 minutes that he spent just like talking about like personally – to me, it was just like, I appreciated that so much. As I, and I knew what he was saying. And he, he gave me the feedback in a sense of like, hey, look, I, you should be doing this, but also here's a solution, right? Like, don't worry about the money, come through. I got you. Hey, you need the, you need the gym, come through. I got you, just message me. I'm, I'm always here for you. And it's like, for, for people listening to this, it's like you don't have to give your friends advice every single week. But sometimes... Once a year, a quarter, 2023, going into 2023, January, reflecting, not only for yourself, but for that person, that might change that person. That might be the spark for them to have an amazing 2023. And, you know, I think um, analytics is what we're completely into when it comes to the back end of stuff like SEO. So it's hard to analyze any sort of analytics without data. So within that year of friendship, maybe you get to see how somebody operates over a period of time. So then when when you're able to assess somebody over a period of time, then it's a lot easy to look at the analytics and say, hey, here's where you're messing up. If you change this, your outcome is going to be completely different. Man, I like that reference because I, I like metaphors. That's how I think. And that immediately got me thinking, like, if you ain't showing off your friends, like, they're your rare Pokemon cards. <laughs> like, you got you to gotta audit that shit, man. Like, you know, like, I show off my friends, like, man, like, I'll be out. Someone will, like, be like, yeah, I play ball. I'll be like, yo, you play ball? One sec. <laughs> I take out my phone, like, I'm taking out a rare Pokemon card. I'm like, yo, you know it's K-Salton? And, like, 99% of the time, they're like, yo, yeah, bro. I know K-Salton in the details. I'm like, yeah, he's in my details, bro. <laughs> and I start showing pics of us, right? But, like, yo, you got to... You gotta be the biggest fan of your boys. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you're not, man, audit that shit, right? Like you gotta make sure you take out your like knowledge you had in your diploma or degree that you got from accounting and balance out the <laughs> liabilities and assets, right? Man's getting metaphorical. <laughs> great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller. One must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience. To pull with the heartstrings and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. 
We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring, that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen. But, um, I, Kenny, I think it's funny because when we first started this friendship, there wasn't the same amount of trust. So I think when people are seeing this now, this has been formed over the course of like the last five years. And I think when we first started, it wasn't nearly as smooth. In fact, I looked at Omid as like a double agent, you know? <laughs> That's wild. Right? That's twist, bro. <laughs> this guy's like offering, but what's the secret agenda? No, you tell know? us about that though, because yeah. I remember you said this. Uh... No, but Omid's the same too. And I think, I think it's, been, it's because I've, I've been burned in situations before. So um, when you, and my dad taught me always, nothing in this world is free. I'm like, hey dad, look, I'm doing this or... Uh, I'm getting this for free. And he would always say, oh, this isn't for free. For example, if we're ARC ambassadors, I'm like, oh, I get free physio. At the end of the day, it's not completely for free because we're, we're offering on our end some sort of value, right? And I think at the start of it all, I was like, nah, this, this isn't, ain't shit free. So there's always a level of trust that, and I think it, that, that comes from years of being together. Um, and what he's saying about in the details and me, where I could say the same thing. I remember being in Calgary or somewhere, I don't know where we were, walking the streets after going out somewhere. And um, oh, somebody, you got brought up, right? And Kenny might not be in the right mind to stay, uh, state of mind, but this guy was going on and on about you. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah. Another it was person? Another person? Another per- no, he was, he was, you're telling him all about second floor, Q films, caches, plugging, plugging, plugging. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, Kenny is a genuinely great ass dude because Omen will never hear about this. But the fact, like I saw from my own eyes, I'm like, if Omen saw this or caches, how do you, how do you want to be represented here, bro? I still try and figure that out after four years, bro. Bro, people go to me and they're like, how come Omid caches look the same? <laughs> I'm like, man, like they're the same person. Yeah. But no, um, I think that level level of trust over the years, uh, you see you see your friends in different environments, you see them in different scenarios, and you're like, you know, this guy has his back and he doesn't even know it. And I think that there's certain actions more than words that will get you to believe in the person that much more. And I think in order to really have that friendship friendship grow, you really need, need to be in it for the long run. Nothing's gonna, you're not gonna have the, the same type of conversations year one. Word, man. That's like, that's like friends forever type of shit. You know what I mean? Like that's like taking BFFL to another level, man. You guys remember that? People would loosely say that shit in junior high, bro. People would be your friend for two days and be like, BFFL? <laughs> oh man, I remember being the bully brown kid in the West Side. Be like, BFFL? Like, I'd be like, what is this, right? Like, what is this acronym? And then you low key go to people, you're like, yo, BFFL. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. Bro, you're just BFFL? I was BFFL U W G A B. Uh, you. <laughs> oh, what's what's that? What's that? <laughs> Bro, I don't even know if I said it right. But shout out Steph Harnum. Um, mm. She uh, she wrote best friends for life until the world goes and blows up on a life letter as I was moving from St. John's, Newfoundland to Edmonton. You know, wow. set me off. Nice. That's nice, man. Like, see, like speaking of the Butch Bun days, Butch Bun, <laughs> Butch Bun days, it's like childhood days, right? There was a time uh, similar to that feeling you had, where it's like you feel like it's yesterday, and you're blown away by what people did for you growing up. And I think this speaks a lot of volumes to the development of actually what you like and look for in friends, or just in general, like when you have something that happens to you at a young age that you never would have expected and how that translates over into growth and developing when you're older. Um, It was when I was going to India, it was grade three. It was gonna be the first time I go to India that I can actually remember since I was a baby. And I remember I actually um, had to do my provincial achievement test exams 
early so i was like locked up in a room doing it <laughs> going to my friends after being like yeah this is what it's about right? like telling them what it's gonna be and anyway they all said kenny recess uh june 16th 2003 they said probably around that day i, I don't know if it was actually that day that'd be pretty crazy if i remember it but anyway we're in recess and all the kids got together and one of my friends she made this drawing anime drawing of her whole homies like our squad, bro. And then me in the middle, like it was a shrine, bro. And then everyone like was like saying farewell. And I was like, yo, does everyone think I'm going to India forever? Like what's going on here? I'm going for the summer, right? But that felt so special, you know, because everyone was like, yo, like go to India, make memories. Here's this drawing. And I remember actually like before I moved, I kept that for like a decade. I used to always look at it and be like, yo, like I'm trying to look for a squad that I had in grade three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, once grade six hit and we graduated, nah, man. Like you go to grade seven, you're in different territory at that point. You know? You know, at the start, because um, Kenny, Kenny has a lot of friends, right? So at the start, you, I, I, I remember always thinking, I was like, man, is Kenny mate playing a move or what's going on here? Never friends like this though. That's the I thing. know, and uh, I think the more we got into, it, I'm like, okay, shit, I'm still invited to things i'm still in the loop i don't know if it's the fob in us bro <laughs> but there's something something that ties us together um i think i would say it's the fob in us because i was very whitewashed until i met kenny <laughs> i was yeah. it was a full switch back, it was a full switch back Karab was trying to like escape i was I, no no i didn't escape i wasn't trying i did escape <laughs> Then all of a sudden, I got Chenya Chenya playing again in the mountains. <laughs> Bro, me and Karam and KB will be listening to Nafrat Asi Ali Khan. <laughs> butchering that so hard. <laughs> See, I'm like a this, wannabe fob. No, this is why my, my mom loves Kenny. My mom's probably watching this or will be watching this. And she's going to be like, Kitna cha bacha. Oh, man. That's the best. I, every time you tell me about that, I love it. That's funny, and, and you know, talking about uh, you know, talking about friendships and stuff. I think also what from I've heard from you know other people, maybe going into this topic about competition, because mm. because there's always this kind of underlying competitive nature that not, not that we have, not just us, but everyone has with the people that are around them. And uh, I remember, it's funny, and I won't mention his name, but he he had talked about this uh, to me personally. This is a, a friend of mine. And he was saying he has a group chat with all of his uh, all, all of his friends. So he has a group group chat with all of his friends. And um, when he got this high level position in his career, he ended up messaging his friends about, "Hey, you know, this is you know, I just wanted to break the news to you guys that I got this position, you know, da 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 da." And he was he didn't realize this, but kind of frequent, like not frequently, but non-frequently he was messaging in the group like, hey, this is what happened in my life. Just wanted to share with you guys. And when he shared this career, um, you know, announcement in his group chat, um, he had three or four of his friends say, hey man, like we actually don't appreciate you always boasting about what's happening in your life. And it actually turned into this whole argument and fallout because apparently over the last you know 12 months or whatever the case he had messaged about what was good was happening in his life and he expected reciprocation like if i tell you something good i expect okay kenny's gonna be like you know thrilled or Krom's gonna be thrilled that i this happened in my life and he was just as close to these people in in this group chat and um he said it it it, it put him into you know depression for a few months because he had not expected that backlash and and so from so i guess what i'm saying is is like it's funny because that there must have been or there is that competitive nature within all their their friends and homies but then their friends couldn't handle that big of a news announcement and they backlashed and they were like stop fucking boasting about your yourself all the time i want your guys opinion on this yeah, I, I think I know exactly what situation who you're talking about. I, I I recall this very well. I immediately think that that's ego. That's so much of your friends being so, um, you could say, turned off or 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, in this case, he probably thinks it is because that's the group chat that he that that he throws up all his celebrations, right? So I'm not too sure if you heard that because Omid and I are sharing a mic, but Omid was asking like, yeah, is that really your friend? I think that's just an example of recognizing going back to the audit to be like, okay, th- these people aren't ser- serving me, right? Like I get it, right? Like if every day you're like, guys, I got a sale, guys, I got a sale, two thousand dollar paycheck promotion. Like there's there's a line, but like this is somebody who I believe is everybody's hype man. Is like telling everyone to elevate, telling everyone, yo, man, you like. How's work going? What's, what's something that like happened recently that, that you, you want to celebrate or boast about? Great, keep going. And then the one time they do it, everyone goes quiet? That's not cool, right? It's like a lot of us put energy out um, in a way because whatever we're putting out is what we wish or hope or want to have back to some degree, right? The, 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 the element of like, hey, like treat others how you want to be treated. So now when this person gets that type of heat, Man, like, I look at that situation like, yeah, good that he cut him off, right? And that actually, like, reminds me, and I want to get Karam's opinion on what Omid just said too, but it's like, when do you know it's appropriate to cut a homie off, right? And, and how do you go about it if you've ever had to do that? I think when you're younger, it's so much harder because you're coming out of uh, college, university, high school, and you're used to being friends with everybody, right? It's, it's harder to be selective with a group of people because you just went to school with each other and some of those guys aren't on the same team as you. So I think um, my perspective on that is that's kind of like how I feel most guys, especially grow up. They, they're very kind-hearted, or some are more than others, and this guy sounded like he was more kind-hearted, right? He wasn't saying anything to, to brag or boast, but he thought that he's working, in, in his eyes, he's probably working really hard to be able to accomplish these things, and he thinks these guys are his friends. So he's ready to celebrate when they are, but these guys might not be in the same position as, as he's in because they're not working the same way as, he's, as he is. So I think when it comes to having um, the right friends around you, the work ethic, it's hard to be friends with people that don't have the same work ethic as you. Because if they don't, then there is a level of, oh, um, why is he boasting about this? He's being arrogant. He fucking has a right to be arrogant. He worked his ass off. Now he's not being arrogant. He's just talking about his accomplishment sounds arrogant to the person who's more average because to them, they're not willing to put in that work ethic. It's also, uh, you know, I, I like how, it's also the fact of the person that who's, who's lashing out isn't secure with themselves, right? When we grow up in high school or university, our identity is latched on to the people around us, right? So no matter if they're good or bad, maybe they're harmful to us, but maybe they're the cool kids in, in, in the school, right? When you're in high school, you want to fit in. You want to fit in so bad, so you'll take heat. Even if this person isn't good for you, you're like, no, this, this guy's popular. I want to I still hang out with him. I remember in, 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 uh, when I was in high school, I was one out of two brown guys, right, in St. Albert. Nobody could relate to me on a Daisy level or a Brown level. And I remember not not necessarily not fitting in because I kind of kind of did, but I never had true friends. So I would hop between groups. So I had my basketball crew like because I was on the basketball team. So I was friends with them, but I wasn't we weren't homies. I were friends because we see each other four times a week because we're playing basketball. I was with the popular kids. I could hang out with the popular kids. I could sit with them and have lunch with them. But I never had that connection with them. They're like, oh, it's, it's Omid. He's, he, he's chill. Like, he's sur- very, very surface level. Mm-hmm. But the reason I was hopping around these groups is because I wasn't secure with myself. My identity was lost within. I'm trying to latch on to people to try to have an identity and try to fit in. Right? Even in university, I was the people that were around me, the girls and guys, I was trying to be like, yo, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Or like, yo, and I was trying to relate to them, but I never had... Um, I never had that deep level uh, uh, friendship. And so we try to fit in because our identity is latched onto the people around us. But when you grow up and, and you're past that stage and you're secure with yourself, you start to find individuals such as yourself in your circle. You start to uh, not latch on so much, but you're confident in yourself where, hey, you know what? If, if this guy doesn't align with my goals or who I am or whatever the case... I personally, this is just for me. I can easily let go and say, "Yep, that's mm-hmm. cool." This guy went, uh, this guy went o- over the top. This guy's on the right, and I'm going left. 
All right, it's cool. We had a season together. You know, we had a season of time. Summer fling. Yeah, we had a little <laughs> fling together. It was fun. It was great. All right, on to, on to the next. But I feel like with these individuals, when you see somebody that elevates so high immediately, right? You don't see it, right? You just see it in a group chat. Oh, damn, they, they just brought their career to the next level. And you're here? You don't have your finances right. You don't have your career right. You don't have your relationships right. Maybe you're going through some shit. And you see this guy's like, oh, so positive all the time. So elevating all the time. You can't help. I, I guarantee you, you can't help but be like, fuck this guy. Right? It takes a lot of self-control to be like, you know what? Good for him. He's in my circle. All right, now I need to get my shit together. But that's a very, that's a conversation you have to have with yourself. Damn. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, I, I completely agree, but I think also in that same regard, it's easier because I think, for example, this group that we have, one of us is going to achieve something before the other two. And if we take that same uh, mindset and every time somebody levels up, I'm like, man, screw this guy. I'm not trying to be around that. I'm going to block all these guys out. Then you're actually not going to completely grow together. So if you do have the right circle... Uh, it does make a difference because, in fact, what I would argue that we do a really good job of is we ask each other questions on things that we haven't done, but the other person's been able to accomplish. And be like, yo, Omid, how'd you figure, sorry, Cassius, uh, how'd you figure that out? Kenny, how'd you figure this out? And vice versa. So it's it's been an interesting, I'd say, five years even, because we've all gone through so many different changes and been able to experience each other grow. Kenny's had like 20 jobs in uh one year <laughs> a lot of jobs man just figuring it out <laughs> but i think that that's how uh i i agree like it's hard to uh find that level of crew and like omit said it's um probably much harder in high school but as you get older i always baseline it to work ethic in a way because if the person at the very least isn't able to work as hard then i feel like me working harder is going to make them uncomfortable this episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Shop local. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network. So it's just a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. So here's the thing. Like, I like how Omid gave... Uh, like kind of the upbringing aspect and you brought it back to what that translates over into work ethic and, and that energy matching over time as an adult and I'm just gonna put it this way like life lesson wise this is for like anyone listening who feels like they need to send this to their little brother and sister you know or or or, or if you're a, are younger or even if to this day if this resonates because this can still happen into adulthood and I'm just gonna call this concept embrace the brown right hashtag because Omid brought up a good point right you're that one kid that's far different, looks different and acts different than everybody else, and you're quickly trying to conform to everybody else just to fit in, just to make a friend. You're being someone that you're not. Throw that in the garbage, right? And I'll give you an example. And it's kind of like, it's not exactly what happened to me, but something similar happened to me. And it's not like I'm trying to hide it. It's just how I'm going to share this story is going to resonate far more with a lot of people because there's a little bit of like, cultural appropriation involved with this concept so this is kind of how i looked at it while you were speaking about that is imagine you're you know this brown kid growing up on the west side of edmonton and you notice that there's not a lot of other brown kids so you have a karan right like this is something that like represents you know you being punjabi you having uh you know something that you wear so proudly in front of your family and then let's just say a kid says something or no one says something you're just looking at it like oh man I don't want to wear this in front of anyone. I don't want to get made fun of. Like you're not walking into your school proud of having something that you're worried because everyone else isn't wearing it. You're, you're going to be different from everybody else. So what do you do? You take your kara, you put it in your, your, your backpack. Now you're walking. Let's just say it falls out of your backpack. And another kid sees it fall and goes, hey, you dropped something. And you're like, oh, thank you. And the kid goes, 
What is that? And you for a moment realize that, okay, like, you know, you're looking up or whatever you believe in. You're like, I'm not about to lie and say what it's not. It's like, hey, like, this is a kara. You know, it represents my religion as someone who's sick. You know, it's, I'm, I'm someone who's a Punjabi person. This, these are some of the things I believe in. And the person goes, man, that's so cool. Tell me more. Like, that, that, like that, that's so cool. I didn't realize what that was. You want to hang out at recess and tell me more about it? And then you're like in disbelief. You're like, whoa, what? Like, you're not even expecting to get that reaction. And whatever, you hang out at recess, you realize that both you and this person are into Yu-Gi-Oh! You and this person <laughs> like playing Beyblade. soccer. Yeah, you're, you're into Beyblade. You know, you guys are like into the same stuff. So no matter how different you and this person are based off of certain beliefs or based off of certain things that you're hiding, there's so much other stuff that you and this person have in common. So the moral of that story is, you know, I, I really agree with you, Omid. I was the same way, man. Growing up, I try and conform. I'd be like a chameleon. I hang out with the Asian kids. I just talk about Asian stuff. You know? I've been talking about Menga and Naruto, right? And like, I go with the popular kids. I'd be like, yeah, yo, I went to Hollister, got the two for one deal, bro. Yeah, right? And I go with the nerds. I'd be like, are you guys ready for the calculus exam? Like, you just felt switch, right? But ultimately, I wish I could go back and just, had I have been more myself, maybe the other brown kids in school would actually not look at me so whitewashed because I was so busy trying to be like everybody else, right? They, for the most part, didn't see much of that side of me. There was a little bit of that in there. But for everyone listening to this now, be yourself. Like, watch the best friends you'll get out of that in your adolescent years because I didn't fully have that. I was so busy trying to impress everybody else, right? But when you're truly yourself, the one authentic friend you get out of that over the 10 people that know your name but don't know anything beyond that, that feeling is way better, right? So hashtag embrace the brown. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot tougher to do that, especially in high school, uh, but definitely in like uni and, 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 and beyond, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. But in high school, it's, it's, it's difficult, man. It's difficult to be, to, to, to be proud of your identity or even have an identity because you're still growing up. You're still testing things. You're still testing out friends and seeing if this, this, does this vibe work with this person or how's my style like, or uh, even with my, even with my basketball friends, I remember like, you know, I was a decent ball player. Like I, I wasn't shit, but I'm is tough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, I Home got credit. If, if Karam says I'm, uh, I'm tough, I'm tough, bro. <laughs> True, man. Yo. Hey man, just body black belt over here. But yeah, no, I feel like it, it. It takes, and I'll I'll just say this uh, about the whole friendship thing. It takes time. It takes time to find the right people in your circle. It takes time to find the true individuals who will who will stay for for a long period of time. Like I'm sure all of us over the last decade have gone through so how many how many people have we have come and gone in our life? Hundreds of people, bro. Hundreds and sometimes you think that they'll stay forever. You think that this friendship is gonna last forever. Bro, I haven't had I, <laughs> Can you get stress issues when you say something like that? <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, open tell me straight up, bro. You think this is forever, bro? <laughs> that's how that's how he holds me on a tight screen. He's like, oh forever? No. <laughs> no but but at the end of the day it's like when when you become friends with someone and and whatnot you think that that nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna go wrong nothing's gonna happen right um and and but when you realize that hey this might not be forever you start to that that perspective changes the way you interact with this person right so whether it's good or bad you start to reflect and say okay is this person potentially like a long long-term friend can i see the value in, in being friends with this person and we all evolve too at the same time, right? This person is not going to stay the same. You think, oh, this guy's going to be chill and we're going to be like this and we're going to game. We're going to go jujitsu every Friday, Thursday, Friday night. And all of a sudden something happens in their life and then you don't see them forever. I'm just, I'm just dying laughing right now because I just picture Omen. Every, every New Year's, he has a contract with your friendship. And he's like, brother... We have a quarterly planning and we have to every quarter, we have to hit this in our friendship. So 20 times you have to compliment me. <laughs> Just imagine, right? Because he's so calculated. Love that, man. How are we doing for time, Omid? Uh, we're, what time is it? 
Wow. Love These day. conversations are just flying by. Um, how, to, uh, how to make new friends? Is it possible? So with all this information extracted, all these details, I mean, is it possible, Karan, in the details? I'm just going to keep throwing that in there. Um, to, to make a new friend, and how would you, how would you uh, go about that for those out there that want to build more value? Like they're hearing and seeing our friendship. They, they want that in their life too. Um, how can they go about making a new friend? Um, I think to go back to, actually, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit to your first statement, um, saying that you were a chameleon in high school. Because I would argue that I was almost the same. I had a mushroom cut till grade 11, basically. Right. So when you have a mushroom cut and you're brown trying to play basketball, you got to have some form of personality. Right. So I had to do I, I felt like I had to be different characters to fit in. Now, I would argue that you doing that made you who you are as well, being that uh, extroverted, being able to socialize with different people. But I think my question is, did you was there ever time in your life where you got time to yourself to figure yourself out? Because to me, the way I see it is I was able to interact and not feel like I was entirely a part of a a specific group. It was hard to find your identity in high school. But then as I got older, um, I had less and less friends and I found I figured out more about myself and allowing that to happen allowed me to be friends with you guys. Because had I just jumped into different friendships or whatever it may be then I get influenced so easy. Maybe I'm, I'm still not the friend that, or maybe I'm not the person that you guys would be friends with. So was there ever a time you, uh, after high school, where you, you had this moment where you're like, you know, I used to play all these roles in high school. I used to hang out with the Asian squad, Arigato and Yaseo. Um, and then all of a sudden, now I don't have to do all of these things. Who, who am I as a person? I'd say university did that for me, man. Like outside of the context of what I learned, there's just so much during that period of time in those four or five years where I got to really form an opinion. Like there's just so much of learning involved and development happening from the age of 18 to 23 that within those periods of times, I got to see um, who am I attracting and vice versa. Right, because at that time, uh, that's when I started to really form um, a stronger sense of identity. Right, I think we're all, to some degree, at a certain point in time, in this um, pinnacle moment of uh, having an identity crisis. For me, it was around that time. That was me trying to figure out, to your point, who am I? Who do I want to have in my life? Right, that's when the podcast started. That's when I could have chosen to talk to any type of person. What and who have I chosen since then? Creators, entrepreneurs, business owners, people that want to carve their own path. People that are not ashamed of speaking the truth and recognizing that that truth actually has gotten them to where they are financially and in their career. So yeah, man, like to answer your question, I find that I had to start really, it's funny how you said this because it's like you have to figure yourself out first before you can then choose who others are. I was kind of doing that, to be honest, at the same time, but a lot of self-help books, man, like I'm not, I'm not saying I read a thousand, but there, there were a few really good ones out there that like really um, helped form like the type of person I am. One in particular is Changemaker, right? That's uh, by John Berardi, right? He runs Precision Nutrition and it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just things that have you actually do activities from those books that say, what are your values? What are your priorities? What are the things you feel like you're good at? Doing certain exercises like going around, and I did this with you guys actually, this was in one of my nutrition courses, where it's like go around the people that know you and have them tell you what your strengths are or have them tell you why or what it is about you that they're attracted to, right? So I think doing a little bit of digging of who you are and what people notice about you to then see how that can um, help other people that you're open to bringing into your life. So I think um, your question to me, like what advice would I give? Yeah. I think the advice would be figure, figure yourself out and have a general direction. Because I think we're all at, all at a crossroad 
meeting point where our paths kind of intersected and we were all trying to get out of the scenario we were currently in, you know, and just being able, able to have that same desire gave me, if, if I didn't know what I wanted, then I wouldn't interact. Maybe you asked me to be on a podcast. I'm like, no, like I'm not trying to do any of that. But there's a, for, a part of me that was like, you know, I feel like I'm trying to tap into this a little bit more. And how do I get into it? Surround myself with people who want to do similar things as me. We've been fishing Karam for four years to get him on camera weekly. <laughs> and here we did it. Slowly, slowly. Slowly, slowly. Holy, holy. holy. <laughs> how, about, how about for you, Omen? Like, how would you, and I, I feel like this is a good closing to our episode, you share and then we'll follow with closing notes. But like, how would you suggest someone goes out there and makes a, a friend? I think for me, when I talk about different goals and things that I'm interested in and seeing the reaction that I get from that person, I think that will give me a, a very good idea whether or not I want to continue building that with this person. Because, I mean, when I met Karam, for example, we, I looked at this guy and I was like, this guy is like, like me. Like after after some conversations and like, you know, him playing ball, him being in media, like having videography interests. I was like, and then once we started talking about mindset and sort of different beliefs and like being, feeling like that lone wolf and like. I was like, this motherfucker's like me. This guy's like me, but he's doing his own thing in, 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 in business and in basketball. And so. I was like, I want to continue. This could turn into and manifest. And same with us. When we talked that initial time in Tim Hortons, I don't know if you remember five years ago, when, we, when I brought up the idea of the podcast, we, you and I weren't friends. We were. You and I were like, from a networking perspective at that time, we we're like, oh, yo, let's just like have the, each other in our back pockets. And whenever we want to have coffee and like catch up, that's what we would do. One, just a different style. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's what it was. And then the moment I brought up the idea of the podcast, I was like, man, I'm frustrated. I want to make content every single week. I've never been consistent with dropping videos once a week on YouTube. I've always dreamed about making content and building an audience. And when I brought that up to you, your eyes lit up and you were like, I've always wanted to do a podcast too. And you explained why. And then I was like, and then you were like, you, you, you brought the invitation to me and you were like, Hey, we should do this together. We should try this together. And then in my back of my head, I was like, maybe, maybe let's try this out. Let, let's do it. Let's, let's see if we can actually be consistent with it. And then look, look, look at what's happened, right? Four years later, five years later and and that's what it is is like if you're on a path of accomplishing whatever you want to build a company you want to build a career in the corporate life you want to do uh you want to do real estate you want to do podcasting whatever that is i think my advice is find those individuals who want the same not not it doesn't have to be in that same lane but if they have the same mindset as you of wanting and that hunger and that work ethic and that sort of lifestyle, you you will be you will be really good friends. Yo, that's facts, man. And like while Omid was speaking there, it actually made me realize that like like attracts like, man. Like it's cool not to take it to like the monetization business aspect of things, but let's face it, like you saw something in Karam where like he's monetizing and he's putting out there a side of you that you've had all your life, which is basketball. And then you also see, okay, there's this media aspect that he's getting involved with. Then with me, you're like, damn, I did like you did karate for years growing up. And you're like, here's someone who like is putting martial arts behind their name with everything they're doing. So I think once again, kind of going back to the theme of like, do not be afraid to put that part out there of yourself. Like, well, why hide it? And um, I, I, I like that you said that, man, because it was a reminder. Because my, my thing is, don't be afraid to slide in your, in your potential homies DMs. <laughs> You know, like you're out here single. If you're listening to this, you're so busy doing this. You know, however way you do, trying to find your next date. No, find your next homie. BFFL that shit. Right? Like, but like, let me just add to it, right? It's like I'm not joking. That's how I did it with Karan. But that's like a whole maybe story for another day. But it's like, 
if you see something in someone now, especially when we're living in such a digital savvy world and people generally put on their Instagram or their socials what they fuck with. So it's like, man, like, go and, okay, what do you say? Appreciate things that they're putting out there. It's like, yo, man, I see what you're doing. Keep it up. That's what I did with Karam. And then on top of that, if there's something you're interested in learning more about them, it's like, hey, I see the way you're putting your content out there. And I want to learn to do the same for myself. Can I pick your brain about it? Or like, can we grab a co- coffee and like, you know, just I want, I want to learn what you're about. I appreciate what you're doing. Man showed up in a three-piece suit. <laughs> I want to add one thing yeah. just real quickly. Two things. Number one, the people that, the, the industry that you're interested in, there's probably going to be other people that are interested in. And for example, our, our my cousin Sam He's lifting five, six days a week at Good Life, and he saw Kenny, and he he saw Kenny, and he was like, "Oh, I want to talk to this guy. I want to." He's he, you know, this guy when he lifts, he goes and finds the biggest guys in the gym, and he goes and talks to them. What's your routine? Hey, I, I, you know, I I, I want to know. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, that person is willing to share some advice, especially to a young, younger person. And guess what? Maybe that person will be in your circle down the road, long term. So one of those things is if you're into jujitsu or podcasting or basketball, you'll probably find like-minded individuals in those realms. Secondly, you need to build your own hype. I'm going to say this because you need to build your own hype. And what does that mean? It means if you are super passionate about something, you want to build something, put that out there, grind like hell, showcase that, do everything in your power to do those things. And guess what? Individuals will start sliding in your dms people will start sliding your dms and say yo yo sam yo yo cassius yo kenny i love that you're doing this man how did you and that you will start to attract potentially individuals that will be homies for the long term wow that's a mic drop that is my drop. <laughs> i'm sorry bro no, i know you wanted to say nice. something bro do i say something now or like what the hell I, um would you like to add anything I'd say I'd say the the only reason I responded was because Kenny seemed serious to be honest because if I think back to first of all I was like who's this fucking weirdo <laughs> message I I never have, had that happen but be yourself cause be yourself happens. right <laughs> so I didn't know I didn't I actually know what Kenny wanted at all I'm like this guy's um giving me compliments I don't even know the person right and you're not even used to getting compliments by by being friends with somebody right uh, maybe that's how I knew I had the wrong friends. <laughs> but um, yeah, like like you said, the reason why I I was like, yeah, maybe let's figure out what, what's Kenny trying to get out of me because of the fact that you look like you took it serious. There's so many guys that I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, yeah, bro, what do you do, ball? Oh, yeah, I, I ball too once a week at the at LA Fitness, right? It is, it's, it's different. There's different levels that you want to, you hold yourself accountable to. And I think you held yourself accountable to a high level. And I was like, you know, I respect that. And if you can do that, then I can trust. You build that trust without even having to interact with anybody or get to know them at the at the fullest, deepest level. But the surface level of trust that comes from just being able to put in the work and showcasing who you are and being proud of it will get you in, um, in those doors. That's my Baijans, man. Do you see? That's why. That's why I keep these homies around, man. They just keep plugging in these gems. It's awesome. Uh, but you know what? On a, on a high note, closing out, if you saw value in this episode, do yourself and do your squad a solid and send this out to the homies. You know, send this out. Like, share, subscribe on Second Floor Podcast across all social platforms. Review us on Spotify and iTunes so we could provide more value and elevate uh, in every aspect of your life. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We are going to be having weekly episodes drop with our boy Karam, with Omid Slaskashis, and with your boy Kenny. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And as well, if you want to switch things up, full switch in Edmonton, we are also featured on the Universal Radio Network. Our program's called Full Switch. And we bring on aspiring leaders. We talk about hot topics on how you can elevate in your professional life as well. So uh, that's every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. on 1440 a.m. 
That is about as much shameless plugging I'm going to do for now. But we will see y'all next episode. And please, if you just made a new homie, let us know.